righteousness, which is the plumb line of God. If God declares you righteous, who are we to disagree? I'm the righteousness of God. I can't do anything on my own. It's all by His grace in my life. Amen? See, this truth holds more people in bondage than anything else. Not knowing what righteousness is and what it gives to us or grants to us. Go, go with me to James chapter 5. I'm going to read to you how the Amplified, but, but I just want you to watch it. Because tonight we're having prayer at 630. I, I'll just be real blunt with you right here. Most people don't pray because they don't believe their prayers work. If we believe prayer work, you wouldn't shut us up. Well, I'm praying. I just don't know if God's heard me yet. Oh, man. Get in the slap line. <laughs> prayer line, slap line. We have two lines today. Amen. James chapter 5, verse 16. Listen to it down the Amplified. Confess to one another your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Listen to that. The earnest, heartfelt, continual prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man the effectual, fervent right prayer of a righteous man makes much power available. Dynamic in its working. The problem is, is we don't see ourselves righteous in God. And James is saying, like, Elijah was a man just like you and I with like passions. He, he dealt with all the inconsistencies, the up and downs and everything. Yeah, but when the anointing of God, when he would just walk with God and begin to speak under that anointing, then great power and demonstration was released. Amen. The same God who ran for the same guy who ran from Jezebel also said, listen what he said, it will not rain for three and a half years by my word. And it won't rain again until I say so. Glory to God. Well, that's a nice Bible story for the kids in there in a flannel graph. But that's not real life, Pastor. I can't talk like that, believe like that in real life. This is real life. Those are Sunday school stories, but in real life. You doing okay? Just said, First John, when, when we're feeling like we don't, anytime the devil tries to use temptation against you, resist you in any way, you need to stand up and just say, wait a minute, I'm the redeemed of the Lord. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Jesus, 1 Corinthians 1.31, Jesus has been made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. He's been made that to me. Number four, a lack of understanding of our privilege and right to use the name of Jesus. We have the power of attorney to use his name and the authority in his name. Have the right as believers to speak the name. Now, let me just say, I've been talking to our men doing our thing. But in the religion wants you dependent upon religion. And organized, structured church, whatever, wants you needing the church. I don't want you needing the church. I want you being the church. Amen. I don't want you to need me. If you know, I don't have enough for you to need me. 
Pastor, I need you to pray. No, you need to pray yourself. I mean, I'll agree with you. I'll pray with you. But you need to get to the place where you don't feel like you need somebody to pray for you. And if you do have a need, you need to believe that God can supply all your need. And the people say, well, Pastor, can you pray? I know God hears you. So what did you just say? God doesn't hear me. You need to be in the line on the left this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. Mark chapter 16, go there. Mark chapter 16. Are you doing all right? This should be... Mark chapter 16, verse 14. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their and because they, those who had seen him after he had risen. Be careful. Attack that in your life. Don't allow unbelief and hardness to be there. Verse 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, under the authority and the exercise of the authority of my name. Look what it says. They will cast out devils, not run from them. They will speak with new tongue. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them, and they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. How can we pray for the sick when we're afraid of getting sick? I've said it before over the years, it's, it's funny when people are sick and they have sickness, and I said, well, I'll come over and pray for you. No, I don't want you to get it. Well, I wasn't planning on getting I was planning on getting rid of it. I didn't get up and say, I think I'll go over there and catch what they got. Glory to God. Then we'll sit together and scrape our pus together. Amen. On ash heap. Oh. <laughs> uh, rare form, rare form. Amen. What was in that water? It's that peach water. That's what it is. Watch this. John chapter 16. Go there. John chapter 16. When it comes to the word, our part is obedience, God's part is performance. We hesitate to act on the word because we think the performance is up to us. It says that they went everywhere and preached the gospel, and the Lord worked with them, confirming his word with signs following. The Lord worked with them, confirming his word, not your word. You're called to preach his word and to believe his word and walk in obedience to his word, he performs his word. Performance is not up to us. Obedience is up to us. Are you doing all right? John 16, look at verse, if you would, 23 and 24. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father 
in my name he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So Jesus has given us permission to use his name. Go with me to Luke chapter 10. Because number four and five go together. Number four is lacking our privilege and right to use the name of Jesus, that we have the power of authority and, and attorney to use his name. Number five is a lack of understanding about acting on the word. If I don't understand my authority, then I don't act on the word. I'm not putting the word into action in my life. I'm in pause mode. I'm waiting for God to move. Luke chapter 10, verse 17, then the 70. Somebody say the 70. See, it wasn't just the 12, it was the 70. Jesus sent out 70 others. And then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even demons are subject to us. What? In your name, even demons are subject to us. What happened if we got that revelation? I don't, this is what gets me. I don't have to put up with this stuff. We're not called and saved to put up with this stuff. And look what Jesus said. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Look what he said, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority. 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 And I tell you, you want to have a victorious Christian life, just read the red and pray for the power. So Jesus said, behold, I give you, I give you, I give you the authority. I hear people tell me, well, well, I know God, anytime he wants to, he could come and do whatever he wants. Well, behold, I give you the authority. You are my body. Look at, we're the church. We are the body of, in the, we're supposed to be walking in his authority. Behold, I give you the authority. To tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. Well, I'm just afraid if I get around the wrong... Lying on the left... Why? Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice in your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Or Jesus said, keep yourself humble. This only works because of who I am in your name. Because of who I am and what I've done in redemption for you, you have this authority. It has nothing to do with you, has everything to do with me, so keep yourself out of pride. Amen. Stay humble in walking with God. See, a lack of understanding about acting on the word, most are waiting for God to act on his word, to perform his word concerning them. Too many people are waiting on God for him to perform his word instead of declaring his word. God is waiting for us to take him at his word by faith. 
and become doers of the word. See, Proverbs says, tells us to lean on the word and not on our understanding. Trust in the Lord in all your ways and do not lean on your own understanding. So how do I trust in the Lord? I trust in his word. The God and his word are one. I trust the word. I live by the word. People say, well, how does that work? I don't have to tell you how it works. I just know it does. See, we think everything has to be explained to us. God doesn't explain anything. God never explains, and, and he just says, this is the way it is. Believe it. But I don't understand. Well, good. Who are you? Just believe God. Are you doing all right? I don't know if I'm making any friends this morning. I sure hope so. Amen. But what happens is the enemy comes and he talks us out and we, we just listen. It goes back to who told you? Who told you you have no authority? Who told you you cannot speak? Are you doing okay? Who told you? All that is necessary to ask is what has God said? More people are defeated by the counterattack than anything else. Which takes us back to the force of patience in our life and not being moved off of the word. Stay with the word, not the circumstance. Stay with the word of God. Keep speaking the word of God. Yeah, but I don't see a change. It's not working. It's not changing yet. No, just keep speaking the word. Romans 4 says, Abraham called those things that are not as though they were. So he's declaring the answer, not the problem. Declare the answer, not the problem. When Paul is writing to, look what he said. He said, I'm just trying to get them to understand. I just want them to understand who they are, what it means to be in Christ, what Jesus has done. Either the devil has completely defeated, either Jesus triumphed over him openly, and we have the complete victory, or we have no victory. That's why God said to Robert Moore, warfare is normal, losing is not. The devil, we're always, we're given armor. We're called, we're, we're, we're the army of the Lord. We're, we're the soldiers of God. We're given the, uh, a spiritual warfare, spiritual armor. We know we have an adversary. So the battles are real, but winning is our choice. Amen. And operating and walking in the word of God. Are you doing okay? All right. So what happened? Believing demands action. Believing demands action. And write this down. Michael, if you come back, please. Believing demands action. Let me ask you this. And I'm not going to ask this to be rude, but maybe. Only to misconception. We sing songs and we call that worship. Let me give you this. What, What is worship to you? If somebody said, how do you define worship? What what, what would you give them as a definition of worship? Huh? Okay, warfare, which means what? Huh? Okay, warfare. All right, but warf doing, how? how? Declare his worth. Huh? Declare his worth to us. Okay, okay, worship, okay. Okay, what? Attitude, okay, yeah. How you live your life. Huh? How you live your life. Pretty close. Huh? 
Adoration. Okay, yeah. Cool. Huh? What you proclaim. What you proclaim is part of it. Yeah, th- those are parts of it. Let, 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 me, let, let me give you one answer. Worship is nothing more than obedience. Anything I do that's not connected to obedience to his word is not worship. The first place worship is mentioned, the word worship is mentioned in the Bible, is in Genesis when God says to Abraham, go there with me, the close this morning. Go to Genesis 23. Now it came to pass after these things, verse 1, that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here am I. And he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham arose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And when Abraham saw, and Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you worship transformed you because Abraham believed he could go up on that mountain and offer Isaac up and come back with him resurrected he had received him from death and God would restore him back to him from death because God had promised Something happens when we take God at his word and we obey what he says in worship. We've reduced worship to the worship of worship. Where we're singing songs and doing that and it's part of that. Worship creates an atmosphere to usher in the presence of God where God comes and brings his reassurance into our life so we have the confidence to go out of his presence and walk in obedience to his word. Worship in the minstrel releases a prophetic anointing that brings revelation of who God is and inspires us and encourages us to walk in obedience in worship to Him. But if I'm just singing and I'm doing, but I have no obedience to His Word, which goes back to what I said, I can't love God if I don't love, reverence, respect, and have devotion to His Word. And the way I prove that is in obedience. How could God ask Abraham for Isaac? I'll tell you why. Because they were in covenant. In covenant. You know what you just did today? You just declared to God you're in covenant with him. Which says in covenant, everything I have is yours If you need it or ask for it. And you say back, everything I have is yours if you need it or ask for it. This is the declaration of his covenant. There are things in here that God asks of you. Well, God, I don't believe I'm supposed to do that today because we're not under law. We're not under this. Oh, so 
we'll just take back your covenant because you didn't mean that. If I don't walk into, how are we doing this morning? If I don't walk into his obedience to his word, th- th- this is the one area. I- I'll, g- I'll give you one thing. People freak out about Abraham offering up his son. We have a hard time giving God 10% of our finances. Honoring God and, and, and supporting ministry. God ordained that ministry would flow through your life. That all ministry would happen through people giving. People make ministry happen. Doing all right? One area. So worship is obedience to God and authority to God. And what keeps us, the one thing that keeps us from honoring God in those areas is fear. Abraham had no fear of losing Isaac. It says in, 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 in Hebrews 11 that he was fully confident that God would restore him from the dead. And whether it is giving, that's why giving is such a challenge. That's why it's so important. That's why I, I love having the offering boxes on the wall. Because you have to purpose by faith to be a giver now. You, you have to give on purpose. No, not by reminder. You have to purpose. Live for God by purpose. Amen? Stand with me this morning. Number six is holding fast to the confession of your faith. It's so easy for us to confess our fear and not our faith. Hold fast to the confession of our faith. Revelation 12, these are they that overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Ephesians 4, 24 says, give no place to the devil. My confession usually tells the devil where he can find entrance into my life. If I'm not speaking the word, if I'm speaking fear, doubt, unbelief, I'm telling the devil where there's an opportunity for him to find entrance into my life. When I'm declaring the word, the devil says, I I can't get past the word. The word is a restrainer. The word closes the door. The word is your authority. God and his word are one. When you're, the devil has no power over God, over his word. When I'm declaring the word, I'm declaring authority. Are you with me? If I'm speaking anything else, I can't, I, I can't overcome him with anything else. This is a spiritual, it is warfare. It is spiritual battle. The way I fight is with the sword of the spirit, which is the Word of God. I can't fight with anything else. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So I have to fight with the Word. I have to stand on the Word. Amen? Amen. Let's just bow your heads for a moment. Michael, just lead us in a song just for a moment. I just want to worship you. Purify my heart and make me clean. I want to see your face. Purify my eyes so I could see. Yes. Now I want to know your way. You've given me a new heart. I can fly over mountains, soar in the valleys. You've given me a new start I've been born again yes come on 
thank you today for that price that makes us yours when we say yes to you and we declare I am yours and so I just felt the spirit of God remind me to do this week as I was reading through Joshua God gave his people victory over their enemies and possessing the promise that he gave to them and in one battle they captured the kings and they held them in a cave until later then Joshua said open the cave bring the kings out and then call the people and he made all the kings come all the people come and put their feet on the necks of the kings and God says I give you power and authority over all of your adversaries over all of your enemies and then they're symbolic of the spiritual warfare that we are in but some of you have been in battles and God has given you the victory but you've never taken the boldness to see yourself standing with your foot on the neck of that adversary 
Whatever you've been by, if you've been through a struggle, you've been wrestling, you're hearing these messages, you're trying to come into agreement with it, it's time for you today to take a step, come forward, and put your foot on the neck of that adversary, on that king that's resisting you and holding you back. So if that's you today, if you need to have something you need to just put under your feet, I give you power and authority over all the power of the enemy. You shall tread on serpents and scorpions. Then step out right in here. I promise I won't slap anybody this morning. But if you need to take a stand, you're tired of putting up with the situation, you're tired of wrestling, you're tired of arguing and trying to bring your mind into agreement with the Word of God. Sometimes it's just a personal debate with whatever it is. If you need to take a stand and just believe God, come on, we're just going to put our foot on the devil's neck. Amen. The devil is a liar. He is a liar. Today we're just going to take a stand. Come on, I believe God's speaking Come on, don't put up with something. It's that that place where we accept certain things that Jesus died for us to be free from. We accept them as commonplace. We put up with it for a long time. My family had it. My daddy had it. My grandpa had it. It's been in our family. It's a part of our heritage, a part of our lineage. You're not part of that lineage anymore. You're part of the blood of Christ. You're a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. God is your heavenly Father. You're of that lineage. You have new blood on the inside of you. You don't have old blood diseases, old things. You need to speak and declare. Come on, somebody else needs to put their foot on the devil's neck. Come on, it's an authority statement this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right, now declare this with me. Father, I thank you today. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I have confessed and declared. Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Savior I am forgiven I am washed by the blood I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus you've given me all power and authority in your name today I declare I put my foot on the work of the enemy And I declare, I am redeemed, I am healed, I am restored, and I am renewed. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Standing on the enemy's neck is complete humiliation and declaration of defeat and no longer having authority over you. Father, I thank you today. We have all authority and power. Jesus, we take you at your word. All power and authority is given unto you. So you've given that to us. And in your name, we say no more. And in the name of Jesus, we declare we will walk in the victory that is ours. And Lord, in that victory, we will walk in boldness to declare your word to those we come in contact with. In Jesus' name. Somebody said? Amen. Amen. Come on, give God one more good praise. Amen. And every now and then, if you need to, just slap yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.